Hello all, and welcome to episode 60 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, April 8th, 2017. I am Brad Risto, at OutsiderBrad on Twitter. I am joined by my illustrious and esteemed co-host, Metal John. He is... At Metal John Radio on I should probably have the right microphone on if I'm going to do this. I'm, oh, discombobulated. Oh, well, you are listening to the Hillcrest Duo. It's episode 60. We've got a great big show coming your way today. We're going to talk about the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming that came out. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead and a heck of a lot more coming this way on this episode of the Hillcrest Duo. Obviously, we've been off for a couple of weeks. Always hate to do that, but last week, Metal, you did something kind of interesting, didn't you? Did I do? You moved into your new house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Wayne Manor. Relocated. <laughs> he doesn't remember he moved. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's a life accomplishment, but I don't really like to brag. But, yeah, so I moved. That's a life I'm settled. goal. I'm, I'm settled. I'm moved. I'm still not 100% unpacked, but, you know, I got all the important stuff up and running, like the internet and the cable and the home security. And okay. So, that's all good. So, we're... Uh, I'll we also there. are going to do a little bit on the Iron Fist, but um, you saw the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, which was a part of my childhood. I don't know how much of it you watched because you're a little bit older than me. Yeah, so my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers history is nothing. You thought I, it was stupid. I thought it was a stupid concept. Because you were I had 16. zero interest in the TV show. It was... It, didn't appeal to me whatsoever. Because he's old. And it was lame. Um, so the movie. Whatever. You didn't I had get it. No, I had no interest in seeing the movie. Jason so, was the tell best. tell you a story here. One of my buddies, who he's a few years younger than me, but felt the same way about the Power Rangers. He's like, dude, I didn't like it. He's like, I got dragged to go see the movie. He's like, the movie was pretty good. He goes, go give it a shot. So I gave it a shot based on that. Also, Rotten Tomatoes is like a 78 percent that's critics that's are like a 28 percent fans are like a 78 percent that's respectable yeah so um i was like i'll give it a shot i'll go see it um it was uh it was entertaining it was an entertaining movie a movie i only watch once right um but I'm sure it paid pretty good tribute to the original story um which i had no idea anything about the original story so I- i'm assuming that it's because it's got such high fan scores that fans of the series like it stays it. So, true. So it stays true. Now, the okay, I suppose here's the key question. You only saw it once. Yeah. When the sequel comes out, which will come out, will you be willing to see the sequel just once? Maybe. Okay. So you you liked it enough that you're willing to see the sequel and see if they can make some improvements and improve on the concept. Yeah, sure. Okay. Speaking of childhoods, Metal, a piece of our childhood is gone. Last Sunday was WrestleMania 33 and The Undertaker, who debuted in 1990, gosh darn one. I watched his debut. Wrestled in his last match. He retired. And the guy that um, uh, ended his career, I watched the Monday Night Raw the next night, came out at the start of the show. He couldn't say a word for 15. Damn minutes as the crowd mercilessly booed and heckled him. Said five words and walked away. It's my yard now. 
just gloating that he retired the Undertaker, mm. the paragon of our childhood. Yeah, I I got to see the Undertaker wrestle in Chicago um, when I was a kid when he first hit the scene. I mean, I remember when he first hit the scene. I'll tell you, I he went was to. Huge. I, went, I mean, so we're talking early '90s. I was like 11, 12 years old, and went to a lot of the superstars of wrestling events they did at the Rosemont Horizon in Chicago. Yeah. Which were basically untelevised. They were events. house shows. Yeah, house shows, and you know, you would get all of the big stars of wrestling would come, and there would only be one or two main events where you actually knew the two fighters fighting each other. Right. But a couple of the other smaller events was like Jake the Snake fighting a nobody, you know, the British Bulldog fighting a nobody. And then you would have like a main event where it's like, you know, Demolition versus Legion of Doom, you know, or a title match. But the title, of course, never changed hands. No. It's not a televised event. But um, out of all of the ones I went to, I probably went to like at least five or six of them. Out of all the ones I went to, I clearly remember – the Undertaker having the coolest entrance. Oh, he always had. At the that coolest. age, it had never been to like a rock concert, but it was very rock concert like. And his Undertaker you're, you're in there, awesome. and all of a sudden, boom! All the lights go out in the entire building, and then you hear the bell toll. Dong. And and you know, and it's just and it's and everybody's cameras are flashing because at the time everybody had disposable cameras or whatever. Yes. So you know the bright camera lights flashing, and he's not even coming out yet. People are just taking photos in the dark. You know, and then he finally comes out, and that spotlight hits him as he the lightning bolt. Oh, so badass! And, and his I um, still remember it, are, but I don't remember anybody else's entrance. His entrances have always been awesome, but I mean, the Ultimate Warrior had it. I remember seeing him and his entrance, obviously, where he just sprints to the ring, and, and he's an yeah. he was a crazy person, but rest in peace for him. Yeah. But yes, he's gone. Undertaker's gone. I suppose we can use the Undertaker to segue into some of the more important and pertinent parts of our show. Will. So, um, walk right into The Walking Dead. Walk right into The Walking Dead season four. And like Undertaker, season... you see all this death yeah, being yeah, together. All the, all the death. That, that's a segue, damn it. Um, Walking Dead season seven finale. Um, just a uh, quick, before we actually talk about how the season ended, what are your just overall thoughts on the season? You know, it was a lot and 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 a lot of building towards that climax, obviously, in the last 15 minutes when things finally started to pick up. And we all saw that coming. Yeah. We knew we knew the finale was going to be the big the big battle, mm-hmm. and everything up to that and point was just going to lead up to it. The question is, do I think that all paid off? You know, I, I kind of got a mixed feeling on it, because I don't think you got enough of a payoff that you were expecting. I will say this, though. If it wasn't for Negan... And, and, and just his Morgan, mannerism yes. and his characteristics, if it wasn't for that, this would have been an awful season. The fact that he's in the season he and remains just the way he talks to people and his one-liners, just everything about what he does made the show interesting enough for me to like enjoy the season, yeah. even though it was uneventful. He's a little bit of a one-note character right now, and I, they need to develop him some more. But he was the most interesting part of this season, and he and he stole he, every scene he was in. He stole, but that charisma charisma is going to start running out, and they have to actually start in depth and actual background to his character, and they have to start doing that pretty fast. As obviously season eight is going to focus on the battle between the saviors and the the survivors of Alexandria. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess the question is, uh, will season eight, episode one, get right into that? Or, yeah. because the way it ended with Negan saying, we're going to war, everybody cheering, you felt like at that moment, they need to just load up the cars and go. Don't give, don't give Alexandria the time to prepare. Right. Are we going to be in just the middle of the war, or is right it just going or is don't, it just going to be? Are we going to basically do what they did at the start of Rocky Two and start with the end of season uh, seven for season eight, and then we're in our trucks, we're on our way to go get them and see the battle continue? Yeah. I, I don't think we'll see that. I'm hopeful that we will. <laughs> I think it'll be probably a bit of a fast forward, maybe like four weeks into the war, but eh, who knows? Maybe it'll even be six months into the war. Maybe they'll do it in real time. Yeah. Um, I guess another question, and Negan actually brought this up too, is he's wondering how Sasha died. Mm-hmm. And Abraham was, or not, Eugene was quick to say, you know, lack of air in the coffin may have killed her. Um, I don't think Negan's buying it. No. So Negan knows somebody's betraying him. Yes, there is. He. Not only do we know that there's a traitor, he knows that there's a traitor in the midst. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and call Eugene a traitor. Like I don't think what he did was traitor like. I think what he was doing is he just did a favor for a friend. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be, you know, she didn't want to be trade bait. Instead, she just wanted to die with yeah. honor. Yeah, exactly. And he honored that request. That request. I White, think he... on the other hand. Part of me is watching this finale thinking Dwight told Negan, you know, he basically went back and got got cold feet and told Negan, hey. Um, he's playing, or he's just playing both sides to whoever gives yeah, him the better deal. Yeah, he's, you know, and. He's I feel, a mercenary. I feel, like, I feel like Dwight might still be trading, uh, playing both sides. But then at the end, Daryl gets that little statue that says, didn't know. Does that, does that mean. You know, Dwight really didn't know that the junkyard crew was gonna gonna turn on them, because that's the other thing. So that's where I feel like there's a hole in this because uh, who is it? The uh, Jadis is that her name? I believe the, so. The junkyard lady. Um, she said the saviors gave them a better deal. So at some point, they were approached by the saviors, or they went to the saviors, told them what the plan was, and asked for something in return. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's a big plot hole there. I'm not really buying that. Well, there's a it's a is it a plot hole or is it just something they haven't explained yet? That's the you always have to give at least the writers the benefit of the doubt that they can if it is a plot hole they can plug it up next season. And what deal did they get? What was the deal that they got? Like, exactly. We don't know that because if they were given a better deal than taking down Negan and his crew as a you know ambushing them and and basically taking them over. What deal was better than that? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, maybe maybe a complete immunity. You maybe know, just like, they we have will to... never bother you. We will never ask you for anything. And you just have our protection now. Yeah, could be something like that. That'll, like I said, these are all issues that can be tied up in the next season. But right now, obviously, we have more questions than we have answers. Yeah, and it's always great to have that at the end of the season. Were you at all worried that Negan was going to kill Carl or Rick? Not Rick, Carl, maybe, but even then, I would, that would have been awesome. I don't. They're <laughs> not gonna. 
They're not going to kill any of the the big four. You know that. Mm. At least not until... They could have killed Carl. Carl's aging way too fast for that show. Well, I guess Every he episode could. he looks three years older. I guess that's true, because he's not a young kid anymore. And if anyone was going to die, it was going to be him out of the big four got people. Mm. But, uh, so we did lose Sasha, which uh, is fine, because I didn't like her anyways. Faye. <laughs> uh, one character that grew on me a lot this season, though, was definitely Eugene. Yeah. Um, up in, like, I mean, I, I always thought he was okay. Just kind of felt like he was a piece of space. But in this season, he actually had a purpose. Right. And I still go back to that scene where he's playing video games with all the wives. <laughs> and he's explaining to them how the video game works, and the girls have absolutely no interest in anything he's saying. I love that scene. Story of my life. <laughs> Just love that scene. Story of my life. But yes, Walking Dead has closed out their sudden season. They have another season still to go. I still... I think they might be running out of stories. Obviously, Walking Dead continues to go, but one thing I do hope is I hope they don't go much farther past um, uh, 10. I think they should close up this story in 10 seasons. Well, and here's a thought, too, and I saw this, um, you know, in one of the one of the blogs I was reading. Somebody threw out an idea of the Walking Dead writers should just stop following the comics. Oh, yeah, they should um, go off on their own. No, write no out to, to show how they want to write it out. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing because good thing. fans of the comics are kind of wanting to see things from the comics. Fans that are just watching the show and never read. They can have nods to the dead. comics, but they can do their own storylines because you don't want fans to know what's going to happen. I realize people. that's one of the reasons people love um, uh, Game of Thrones is it follows the story of the book. But guess what? Sometimes you want to go on your own and surprise your audience. That's why um, uh, having two people die at the beginning of this season, well, mid-season, was brilliant. Yeah. Agreed. Knocked you off your feet. But let's move right along. Two weeks ago, when we were last here, we were discussing the recently dropped Justice League uh, trailer. About two days later, on Tuesday, Marvel dropped a new trailer of their own. They dropped the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming, the new one. And yeah. a lot of people liked it, but I have some issues with it. Oh, wow. Okay. I love right, Before we get to your issues, let me just tell you what I've been saying all along about this movie. I'm really excited about this Spider-Man movie. Oh, yes. So am I. And watch this trailer, and man, Michael Keaton, I got a feeling he's going to steal this damn movie. Oh, he's yeah. He's a, awesome. He looks menacing. He looks tough. Just everything you'd want from a good villain. But the one problem I have with this trailer is... And I could be completely wrong based on what happens. It seemed to give way, way too much away on what the plot is. You had that great scene from the first trailer with Spider-Man trying to keep the boat together by webbing it up. Then you see um, uh, in the trailer that Iron Man shows up. And I think that ruins a lot of the suspense. Because if they hadn't have shown that, you get to that scene in the movie like, how is he going to get his way out of it? Now there's no suspense because you know exactly what's going to happen. No, I, I agree there. I mean, a lot of these trailers do the same thing. I mean, we talked about all, a lot of these movies like even the Avengers. Like, you know, we talked about how the big battle at the airport, how we saw that over and over and over again in the trailers. And there it is. That's the final battle in the movie. Like, you but know, was, so the wasn't. whole movie was leading up to that scene. 
And then same thing with Doomsday in, you know, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. We saw Doomsday. We saw Wonder Woman. We saw Superman. We saw them all together, and it's like, okay, so we know they're all going to come together to fight Doomsday. Like, you're just able to piece things together so I easily. Guess that, I didn't um, uh, do, um, uh, think about it like that. That's but a very, very good point. And I and I hate that about these movies when the they suspe- do that. It ruins so the I, suspense because that would just have been like, how is he going to get out? But now you know that's how he loses the suit. And we and we don't know. Maybe a Marvel is smarter than us. Maybe they have a different um, uh, scene uh, set for the actual movie. Maybe that's just them playing with our minds because we saw it in whatchamacallit, the Star Wars uh, A New Hope. There was the scene where we saw them running along the beach. That scene wasn't in the movie. Instead, they did the scene where they were just in the tower. So maybe it'll be a completely different thing in the movie. And if they do that, more power to them. That's amazing. Good work. You tricked us. But no, everything about this movie looks like it's going to be really, really, really good. Just have had my problems that they maybe gave too much away with this trailer. I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to love it because I'm a Spider-Man fan. Well, no, I, but your your uh, your thought is uh, I I agree a hundred percent about giving away too much stuff, and that's I think that's just a problem with a lot of these big big flicks like these big action movies, you know, even some of the you know uh, raunchy comedy movies. Mm-hmm. They just I feel like they they burn way too much in the trailers to try to sell you the ticket. You buy the ticket and then you sit there and you're like, oh. I can't wait for this scene that I saw in the preview. Yeah. And you're spending your whole time waiting for that scene because you saw it in the preview. So you know these two people are going to come together and they're going to deliver this one yes. line of dialogue. You know it's going to happen because you saw it in the trailer. So you're sitting there thinking, all right, when's it going to happen? When's it going to My opposed only, to just enjoying the movie. My only hope, my only hope for this is that that is the end of the first act of the movie, that the first act is – Basically, you see Spider-Man get back. He's in the limo. He goes and does some superhero stuff, and that's the end of the first act. And then the next, the second and third acts are all him in his old costume. That's my hope personally. I yeah. could be completely wrong, but that's my hope. Yeah, I mean, and I also hope that even though we're seeing a lot of Tony Stark and Iron Man in, in the trailer, I'm also really keeping my fingers crossed that the few scenes we're seeing in the trailer with him are the only scenes he is in the movie because I don't want him coming in the movie stealing it. Well, from what this is what about my prediction is. You have the scene where they, he first gets back and he says, go be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Then he goes and stops the guys at the bank. Then you have the scene where Peter goes to Avengers Tower and tells Stark about the weapons. And he says, don't worry about these guys. And then you have the scene where he takes the suit away. And I'm hoping that's it. And then obviously there's the scene where you see him web swinging next to Iron Man. I'm willing to wager money that that's just the scene that closes out the movie right here, right now. Oh, just like in uh, that Spider-Man movie where Rhino shows up at the very end. Yes. And remember, he was all over in the trailer. But... Yes, and we got... <laughs> and it was like the last, the last scene in the movie of the Rhino and you're coming out of the ground. Like, oh, that's this is the last scene in the movie. It was also in the trailer. And you're pissed off because you're like, you get Paul Giamatti to be a villain and you use him in the ending scene. Screw you very much. Okay. But yes, I'm still excited to see it. It looks like it's going to be a good time. It's in the Marvel Universe. Another thing in the Marvel Universe is obviously all the Netflix series. We have dates for actually both the Defenders and Punisher, but we have to talk about the last Defender, and that is Iron Fist. 
you're four episodes in. I made it through the entire thing. I knocked that thing out in a weekend. By the time we have our next podcast, I'll be completely done with it. But going yes, into just off a few next episodes, we'll go minor spoilers here, just a few episodes in case people haven't watched it. Wait, wait, yet. wait. Can I make a prediction? Because I um, talked to our buddy, Cousin Stan. We work at the same office. I made a prediction that there would be a character you would love. Are you in love with Colleen? Oh, absolutely. I called that one. I was actually just going to say, I think, and I posted this on Twitter the other night because I just watched episode four, which is um, basically uh, it's a scene where, you know, where Colleen starts fighting. Yes. So she goes to go get, she goes and she starts fighting for cash. MMA, steel cage. And I can't help but think, like, I, I tweeted this the other day too, I'm like, Colleen is a bigger badass than Danny Rand. Well, I'll, you have to see what else. At least Danny up to this do. point, yes, I think she's a bigger badass than Danny Rand. Um, I also find her attractive. Um, yeah, you do. She could teach me some kung fu. Uh, I but, know kung fu. You know the actress uh, Jessica uh, Hedwig. She was also in Game of Thrones. Um, really? And yeah, it looks completely different than yeah. she did in Game of Thrones. By the way. However, yeah, I'm. I'm. Of course, I, I'm in love, but uh, I, 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 I think she's her. also, as far as characters go, she's definitely, I'm more interested in her character and how she's going to play into the storyline, the long-term storyline, than I am about Danny Rand. I feel like Danny Rand, even though he's the main character and the focal point of the show, you kind of you kind of feel like you feel like he's lost. You feel like, I, I mean, I remember the first few episodes, he's trying to like be like, hey, I'm Danny Rand, and he doesn't understand why people don't believe him. You know, and he's not really going out of his way to prove to people who no, he is. No, he is. He's just saying he's Danny Rand. He's like, that I'm was Danny my Rand. Th- and then he gets in the mental hospital. Yeah, I'm Danny in episodes Rand. one and up two, I'm and like, like, he's okay, not going just, out of his way to prove who he is, just which is which drives me nuts in the first In episode one, all he had to do in that office is say something, just something to prove it. Instead, he just says, tell I'm a Danny. story. Exactly. Tell one story. And they obviously don't tell. ask him to tell a story because they think Danny's dead. And, then, and they and have then, no reason to believe this guy. And then there's that point where, with the m Yes. And that's where she realizes that, wow, it's, it's Danny. Him. I mean, up until that, she Joy was still thinking, all right, maybe maybe even Meacham, you know, the the father, was was watching stuff. Yes. And he was piecing together, all right, this is him. Um, But I just feel like he, he was just – he. and then he's, like, proven who he is, and, and it's like he wants his stake in the company – but why? That's the other. Yes. That's the other thing. And maybe they'll get to this in the show, and you don't have to spoil it for me. No. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, he wants to get back in with his stake in the company. There's a reason for that, and I have a feeling it has to do with you know the the monastery he was in. Mm-hmm. That you know part of his purpose is to go back home, retake what belongs to him, you know, rebuild his father's legacy. But he's also working for somebody to do something. That's that's at least what I've been to piece together. And then I'm thinking about Colleen. I'm like, how does she fit in all this? She's a she's a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, does she just happen to meet Danny at the at the right time? Right. And, you know, where's her character going to go? How are how are things going to play out here? So I'm I'm just more curious about where things are going yeah. with her. With Danny, I kind of already figured out right. where things are going with him. I gotta hand it to you there. You got a lot of good questions going on. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, all right, now just from the show standpoint, I've heard some criticisms as I've been watching the show. I've heard a lot of people say the fighting sucks. I've heard a lot of See, people I say like that it. the 
I that, like that the it's fighting. not, you know, that Danny's like fighting styles are very just ordinary. As opposed to Colleen, you can tell. I actually follow uh, Jessica on on Instagram. She posts a ton of videos of her training, like you know, for right. this role and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, so I've heard people criticize. I don't really, I I don't really have any complaints about the fighting in the show. I, I don't have it. any complaints about the action in the show. I like a lot of. The, I actually really like the Meachums, even though they just pull off that white collar. We're better than you. We're richer than you. Like like, uh, arrogance. Very well, and I love that. They're good bad guys. Yeah. They pull um, off the thing that you're not supposed to trust them, but, you know, the show does get interesting. It does. There are a number of um, uh, complaints that we will address two weeks from now when we're back. This one's out of town next week. Yep. But uh, two weeks from now, it's a very solid show. I, I just don't think it was Marvel's strongest offering, but we'll get to that in two weeks. Do you have any more thoughts before we call it a day here on the Hillcrest Duo? Um, no, that's it. Yeah, because I, I got nothing else. Let's eat. I'm hungry. Let's eat. We're going to call it quits here. We will be back in two weeks here on the Hillcrest Duo. We're going to have a total review of the Hillcrest of um, uh, Iron Fist once he finishes off. We'll obviously, I th- believe in two weeks, also we'll be able to talk about the return of Supergirl and the Flash is there off on hiatus, so we'll be on hiatus. We'll be back two weeks from now for episode 61 of the Hillcrest Duo.